Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. COVID-19 has turned the world upside down. But is there any hope for us in these dark times? As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Father, we thank you. Receive all our worship. All of it, Lord. Inhabit the praises of your people. We thank you for your mighty presence in our midst this morning. Holy Spirit, we stand in the last Sunday of 2020 and we say thank you because your grace has brought us this far. You've seen us through and we are grateful. May you take absolute control over the service, over the sermon. Speak to your children. Speak to us in ways only you can. Speak to us and have your way, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So Pastor Joel set a precedence where he preached wearing a mask. And uh, we are all following suit. Um, I know in some churches, the first thing they will tell you to remove is uh, the coral mask. So they pray for you because they have a lot of faith. I'm not wearing this because I don't have faith. I'm wearing it because I'm responsible. Amen. Amen. And as a, as a human being walking the earth, if there's a pandemic and wearing a mask can save a life, be responsible. Wear a mask. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Faith is not a substitute for responsibility. You cannot feed your family by faith. You plan, you budget, you make sure that they are provided for. And the Bible says the person who will not take care of their household are worse than an infidel. Infidel is not a word you hear a lot in Christianity. In Islam, you hear it a lot, but not in Christianity. Infidel. So the name Fidel, like Fidel Castro, <laughs> is from the opposite of infidel. An unbeliever. Amen. God has been good to us. Hallelujah. Amen. He's been very, very good to us. So as we stand here today, I mean, throughout the year, before, when we were stepping into 2020, you know, we had, this year we can't repeat it because of COVID, but last year, 31st night, we gathered on the beach, had a bonfire, slept in tents, and then we had two quick seminars, one on goal setting, and the other on budgeting. This was our first January. This was our 31st night and 1st January. Amen. And the word we got didn't sound prophetic. It didn't sound anointed. But God led us into 2020 with a word from Psalm 90 verse 12, which was the prayer of Moses. Many times when we read the Psalms, we know we are reading the words of David or some other person from David's time. But Moses' prayer from way back made it into the Psalms. And in Psalm 90 verse 12, he prayed and he said, Teach us to number our days 
that we may incline our hearts to wisdom. Amen. And this is how we enter 2020. It didn't sound spiritual. Because when we analyzed that scripture, the conclusion we came to was that our Lord and Savior Jesus lived to be 33 years, only 33 years on earth. He died, yes, he rose again. But his earthly human life, the span of it all, was just 33 years old. And Moses, the man who wrote that prayer, lived to be 120. So the question became, if God called you at 33, because if he called the Savior at 33, he could call you to at 33. Were you prepared? If you have children, are your children going to be left stranded? Or are, they, are you going to leave your house in such an order that they'll be comfortable? That of all the griefs they would have to have, the next daily meal, the next daily bread isn't going to be part of the headache, the next school fees. And then the other question was, if you lived to be 120, in Ghana, most people retire around 60. And for most people, they become a liability from there onwards. So if they have children, hey, they become just recipients. So for the next 60 years of your life, if God had designed you to live to be 120, you're just going to be a receiver. <laughs> and what our prayer taught us, that if we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us to number our days, whether we live to be just 33 or we live to be 120, we will take the steps that will make sure <laughs> that <laughs> we will do things right. Amen. The Bible says houses and riches are inherited from fathers. So even at 120, we'll live inheritance for those who come after us. We won't say, oh, since I retired, I had to sell everything to take care of myself. So sorry, my children, I leave you with God. And with that, 33, we say, oh, you know, I was too young and I'm sorry. I couldn't do anything for you. So it's a simple prayer, but you see the wisdom and power of that. So we started digesting that, and then COVID happened. <laughs> all the serious prophetic words and this and that, they all disappeared. Just as they disappeared after all the prophetic words around elections. And then you realize that maybe God is not, God is not a puppet. God is not something you can manipulate. That there is no formula. You know, you cannot just say, oh, I need $100,000. And the preacher says, if I sow, I will receive. So I'm taking $10,000 and I'm going to sow it by faith. You know, and I'm going to manipulate God. So that by sowing this, I will reap a hundredfold. It's, I mean, hey, if you bring it, praise the Lord, we'll take it. You know, but God is above all a person. Amen. He has personality. So throughout the year, we've been studying that. We've been studying the person of the Holy Spirit. And then the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then when we got to the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that's where we got stuck. In fact, on the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we just started treating love as just one aspect of the fruit because it's only one fruit. You know, and then Christmas happened and we started gleaning from, from Christmas, the Christmas story. Amen. And today, I just want to draw our attention to the fact that if you are here, on the last Sunday of 2020, everything you've gone through maybe doesn't matter. Sometimes just the fact that you made it is enough. Amen. 
I don't know the state of your business. I don't know the state of your marriage. I don't know what happened to your dreams, the hopes with which you entered the year. But sometimes in life, getting the opportunity to try one more day is enough. And that's why the Bible says, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. So this blessed morning, we stand on a threshold of gratitude. Amen. <laughs> and I want to just take us to the book of 1 Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, we meet Hannah become a composer and musician for the first time in her life. And she prays and she sings and she says, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Hannah, how did the Lord make you strong? It's a very important question to ask. Of all the words she could use, of all the expressions, why would she say the Lord has made me strong? The Apostle James kind of talks about this about trials and persecutions and how the trial of your faith works patience and then perseverance you know and at the end of it all it is to make you strong amen so you can stand and say that I am a child of God not because everything has been great but because your experience and your journey with him goes beyond the circumstances of life amen whether you are bound or you are base, you love Jesus. Amen. He says, the Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. For a long time, she only had questions. But she says, now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. Amen. I rejoice because you rescued me. Amen. If anybody is here who needs rescuing, the Lord will rescue you. Amen. And if the Lord has already rescued you, say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Amen. Many times, modern day Christianity, we don't really understand the word holy. We think the word holy means to not sin. <laughs> well, that's not what the word holy means at all. Holy simply means that he cannot lie. <laughs> you understand? So, if God said anything, he's bound by it. That's, that's, what, that's what the word holy means. And imagine, imagine having somebody in your life who cannot lie. You know that this person, they cannot lie. If they make a promise to you, you know you can take it to the bank. You know, you know that this person, they cannot lie. It's impossible. I mean, they cannot lie. So you don't need a further assurance if they tell you, I'm coming to your house tomorrow. If they say, oh, I'll wire some money to your account by Tuesday. If they say, oh, um, I'm planning a party for you. You know that this person doesn't lie. They can't lie. That is the meaning of the word holy. So when you understand what, what the word really means and you read that God is holy, 
you know that every promise he has made concerning your life, every single one of them will come to pass. Amen. And this is the meaning of holy. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Amen. To understand why Ahana said, the Lord has made me strong, we have to go to chapter 1. Verse 7. I know you know this scripture. I know you know this story by heart. So we're just picking the bits and pieces that suit the sermon. Verse 7, she says, the Bible says, so, let me start from verse 6. So Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. So Hannah was barren. And then verse 7 says, year after year, it was the same. I don't know if you've ever had to deal with a situation that is the same year after year. Year after year. Prayer after prayer. Because of that situation, you know every prophet in this country and beyond. You know every doctor, every specialist. You know every consultant. But year after year, it is the same. This was Hannah's story. I wish the way we speak of faith today in church is actually how faith is. I wish faith means that somebody is sick and I lay my hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to rise. And instantly the person rises. And that is the only definition of faith. But sometimes faith is a journey. I mean, it's, it's hard to take that sometimes because it's easier when it's instantaneous. You know, I was blind, but now I see. Simple. <laughs> but that hardly grows our faith. So sometimes... God would allow it to go on year after year. And then when you write your own song, you will say, the Lord has made me strong. <laughs> Amen. It is important to be strong. Too many Christians are not strong. Too many Christians lose their faith because they lose a child. I'm not saying it is an easy thing to lose a child. But if that is what <laughs> destroys your relationship with Jesus... You know that relationship wasn't strong enough. Too many Christians lose their faith because they lost their job. Because they were betrayed. Because they were stabbed in the back. Because they were betrayed by their pastor. They caught their pastor with their wife. And they abandoned Jesus. It is a tragedy when these things happen. And I pray that these things will never happen in this church in Jesus' name. Amen. But if they do, and because of some life tragedy, you divorce Jesus, it means you never really had a relationship with him. 
And this conversation is important to have on the last Sunday of the year because I don't know how your plans were and the status of them now. But if it's difficult to be honestly grateful and truly joyful and excited for how good he has been, if you're struggling to see his goodness, there's a problem with the quality of your relationship because God is good. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. God is good. Let's say God is good. And all the time, he is good. Amen. So we hear Hannah's song. It's always easy to hear somebody's song. Many times we don't know their story. <laughs> but I want to tell you, if God is going to take you far, the devil will come against you. If you're going to walk with God, the devil will come against you. We have to stop this Christianity where we think a problem shows that God has abandoned us. Many times, the problem shows that God is with you. Amen. So anybody who hates God will come after you. Many times, the problem is an indicator that you've been selected. If you'll notice the political demonstrations going on in this country, but nobody is demonstrating against the PPP or the CPP. Because they don't matter. You understand? So most of the time, when they come after you and they rise against you, it is because you have a destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. I want us to quickly juxtapose Hannah's story. A married woman who unfortunately has a rival. She's the one of two wives. When there's childlessness in a, in a marriage, it could be the man, it could be the woman. Back in the day, it was always the woman's fault. Today, we know that sometimes it is the man's fault. But if you are two women and the other keeps on popping children every year and you are not getting any, it's a bit more complicated. Amen. Hannah's story was a complicated one. Her situation was difficult. So year after year she prayed. One day God answered her prayer. And then we go to Luke chapter 1 and then we hear another woman singing a very similar song. It's called the Magnificat. This is Mary's song in Luke chapter 1. And then we look at Mary's story. Mary never prayed to have a baby. She was not ready to have a baby. Of all the things she wanted to do with her life, becoming the mother of the Messiah wasn't one of them. <laughs> and then what somebody else has been praying for for years that they are not getting, she didn't even ask for it and it falls on her lap. And sometimes we have to deal with that in church. You have to deal with that in your life. You know, you are struggling to have a baby and then you pass by Choco. And every week there's an outdoory. And they don't even want the children. I'm not saying all mothers in Choco don't want the children, but you know, they seem to pop them up quite fast. You know, all you are praying for is just one visa. And then you come to church and hear somebody complaining of all the all the TSA issues and airports and how they are tired of flying.
What is your prayer topic somebody doesn't want anymore? You're just praying your child can just say, Mama. And then you hear your neighbor, oh, why are you always calling me? Every day, mama, every day, mama, why? Don't you, don't you have a father? Don't talk to your father. Like, hey, I'm just praying for my child to say, mama, <laughs> to hear them speak for the first time. And life is so unfair, you know. Many times, listen, we'll find ourselves in situations where we'll, see, we'll catch ourselves say, life is so unfair. Because life is really unfair. I have a surprise for you. You cannot have fairness where there is favor. Favor by its very design is unfair. <laughs> Do you realize that? I was in the queue. And then Dr. T saw me. Like, ah, what are you doing here? Oh, doc, I came to do some lab. Okay, follow me. Uh, uh, please. And, and then I beat the queue. Is that fair? It's not fair, but I'm favored. <laughs> Amen. Is that favor? Is that favor? But is it fair? <laughs> you know, so sometimes we scream. Life is not fair. Life is not fair. Maybe what you need is a little favor. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Beloved, this morning, I want, us, I want to leave us with a very simple message. Sometimes, life will happen like it happened for Mary. Even before you'd consider it and pray for it, it happens. God drops it on your lap. Other times, like Hannah, you pray year after year after year after year. And if you're not as fortunate as Hannah, you may end up like Sarah. And it's when you are really old and you've totally given up that God shows up. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't have faith. It doesn't mean God is not good. You know? And so, when you find yourself on a threshold like this, the last Sunday of the year, it doesn't matter what situation you are dealing with. You still say God is good. Hallelujah. Because he's truly good. Amen. Everybody who, you know, 2021, we say we are going deeper in him. Amen. To go deeper in him is to say that even if the situation stays the same, I will not stay the same. Amen. I'm not counting on the situation to change. I'm counting on me to change. Amen. Sometimes the situation will change. Praise God. Many times we pray the situations change. You know. But a lot of the times, God is more interested in us changing than the situation changing. Amen. He's interested in drawing us deeper into himself. And Psalm 100 teaches us that we must always enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. This morning, I wanted to bring you a short exhortation just to encourage you that you may be in a situation where you are like Hannah. Year after year, you have somebody who teases you even in the house of God. Even at Shiloh, Penina was taunting her. Right in the presence of God, her rival won't let her have her peace. And sometimes you may be like Mary. What you haven't prayed for, God drops on your lap. And you have a big testimony. But God is beyond these circumstances. Our love for him and our relationship with him 
has to be much deeper, much, much deeper than all of these things. Amen. And that's why the posture of gratitude is extremely important. Sometimes it delays because the time is not right. If Elizabeth had joined the Baptist when she was a teenager, like Mary had Jesus, he would have been too old to effectively announce the Messiah. Think about it. So John the Baptist's mother had to, had to you know, she, she needed to wait. So when you read that there was a man in the wilderness, you know, <laughs> dressed like a Tarzan, eating locusts and wild honey, screaming, repent, for the kingdom of God has arrived. Screaming, repent. When you're 85, it is extremely hard to scream, repent, repent. And walk through mountains and hills eating locusts and wild honey. So sometimes it delays because it is not yet time. You know, sometimes it delays because what you chose on the menu, it takes time. If you're in a hurry, you will always eat junk food. No, I'm serious. If you walk into any restaurant and ask them, what can I get quickly? They'll tell you fried rice and chicken. But choose something special. You have to be ready to wait. Amen. Hallelujah. So I don't know how your 2020 has been, but God is good. Hallelujah. And that same God who has brought you this far, he will see you through 2021. Amen. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. But grow deeper in him. Grow beyond things and success or failure. Don't let those things define you. Amen. Because the apostle Paul, the only hotels he ever slept in, spent a lot of time sleeping in were prisons. So anytime God moved him to a new city, he checked into the prison. Free accommodation, free meals. The beds were not very comfortable, <laughs> but he had time to do his work. You know. But prison or hotel, or five-star hotel, those things shouldn't define your faith. God is not more faithful to the Christian who sleeps in the five-star hotel than the, the Christian who finds themselves in prison. Those things don't define Jesus. John the Baptist, Jesus said he was the greatest man that ever lived. That's what Jesus said about John the Baptist. He died with his head somewhere, his body elsewhere. It is not a nice way to die. Imagine if his father Zechariah had been alive. And to hear, this is how your son checked out. They cut off his head. Because a small girl requested it. Powerful Jesus! Small girl! You couldn't stop her. You know? So there is so much we hold on to and we use as indicators of divine favor. But actually, if you look at the scriptures... They don't mean anything. How a Christian dies doesn't matter. I remember going to a funeral and then the lady had requested that she, she, she should be cremated. And we had a Christian brother there and he couldn't bring himself to understand why anybody will request that they be cremated. You know, he, he, just, he just couldn't get it. You know, I can't think madness. I can't think far. It was one of those, he just couldn't get it. You know, and, 
And I looked at him and I'm like, my brother, <laughs> in the Bible, they fried us. Uh, they cut us up in pieces and fed us to lions. Uh, <laughs> they tied us to sticks or to poles and burnt us alive whilst we sang hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sometimes we also died on our beds surrounded by family and we get to bless all of them and we die peacefully and we are buried. But how we check out, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it is not evidence of favor or grace or anointing. In fact, because God has a sense of humor, they went to dig up a prophet's body. And the person, you know, <laughs> healing and miracles happened when they touched. His dead bones was causing healing and miracles. But he died with all that anointing in him. You know, I don't know what sickness killed him. Maybe it was the sickness of old age. But he died and he was buried. And there was still a residue strong enough <laughs> to heal another person and raise the dead. But he was dead. You know, so those things don't mean anything. Amen. Just fix your eyes on Jesus. Amen. And let him lead you. And fall in love with him. And get deeper in him. And the cares of this world, they will fade away. Amen. I don't know if this is encouraging for you or not. But I am happy to know that 2020 has ended and my faith is still intact. Amen. If you were to tap me in my sleep and say, Nanakofi, do you believe in Jesus? Oh, it would be a resounding yes. Hallelujah. And not only do I believe in him, I look forward to spending eternity with him. Amen. He is my reason for living. I am passionately in love with Jesus. Passionately in love with Jesus. He's everything to me. Everything to me. Amen. And it's beautiful. Because he cares. Amen. Father, we thank you for this blessed morning. This morning we come just to say thank you. This is all we want to say. Sometimes we feel like Hannah. Sometimes we feel like Mary. But in either situation, you are a good God. You are a good God. You are a good God to us. Therefore, we say thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We want to thank you for how well you've dealt with us in 2020. And we know that the God who's brought us this far will see us through 2021. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church on Zoom, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.